So the thing about the IGN video, to me, is that it wasn't harsh enough. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. If exactly it, what I said. it's a very simple premise, so I don't. If you're a developer and you're getting mad, if you think, why are they targeting me with this? Why am I being targeted? Because it's because your games are bad. You wouldn't feel targeted if you weren't making shitty games. Yeah, that that feeling you have of being targeted that's that's guilt and mm -hmm. shame. Yes, totally natural for you to feel that way. So you shouldn't be afraid. But when you put out shitty products, you should feel ashamed. I mean, it's just it's only natural. Yeah, so that you feel shame right now. Exactly. So the, if you're feeling if you if they if if the IGN thing came out and they said you should stop making shitty games with microtransactions and have to make bullshit and and you know big time problems and battle passes and all this it said gamers want more. If you feel attacked by that, it's because you fit those qualities. It's not because and they're not saying it as a blanket statement to every developer. If you can't understand the difference between the two, you obviously you shouldn't be in development either because you're brain dead. Absolutely. A problem I have with the IGN video is he tried to give examples near the end of of studios doing it right, but the examples he gave were like the Dead Space remake, and it's like this doesn't count. I also disagree with that. Yeah. Well, we know, we've done extensive talks on how remakes. Ninety-nine point nine percent of remakes just don't even need to exist. Yeah, all they did for the Dead Space remake was not make it worse than the original yeah. by adding a bunch of bullshit to it. And that's that's where the standard is, really. Stop adding shit that doesn't belong to games. I just talked to you the other day about Street Fighter VI. $60 game, and it has all these microtransactions attached. It has a whole premium currency. Mm -hmm. so why do you have a premium currency? This is a AAA game from, a, from Capcom. Yeah, like actually, you guys don't have enough money. They're a huge legacy Bullshit. studio with like a long backlog and history of making games, and you know, capital and investors, and they don't need to have a game come out at full price at sixty dollars, and then also have an in-game price. And I mean, as far as I know, the only thing you can purchase with your in-game currency is like skins for your characters. Yeah, this is a model that people were when it first started. In the, in the industry, people were like, okay, this is fine. It's free to play. I mean, what do you want? But now this is a $60 game. This isn't free to play stuff, but there's free to play business model in my full price games. Like, why is this happening? This is the problem people are having, and that's the reason Baldur's Gate gets so much praise. All it does is not shove microtransactions down your throat. That's all it does. Yeah, I, I would go as far as to say, I don't even know if I think Baldur's Gate is a good game. I've never played it. I probably won't play it. It's not my type of game. I think D&D style games are bad in general. But I think that it does still deserve a round of applause for explicitly stating that they will not have microtransactions. They will not have a battle pass. And it's just a full, big, complete, and well-made game off the rip. And then that's it. And and I think it goes to show... The, the numbers that it has been putting up on Steam are astronomical, honestly. I don't think it's getting enough praise for... It's clearly denoting what the industry... or what, what gamers want right now, where its highest concurrent players is beating games like Apex. If a, if a single player... I guess you can do co-op. If a, if a large-scale, like, D&D-style you know, text and story heavy RPG has more. And, you know, it's like in Apex, you can have 60 players in one game. In Baldur's Gate, I mean, you can play with two or three of your friends, maybe. So, like, 
800,000 or 900,000 concurrent players is their peak. And I think Apex is around 600,000 at the same time. So it's insane. It, I probably won't yeah. play it either. It's not my game either. I don't like these big, long RPGs. It's not really just my type of game. But the praise it's getting is really just because they're respecting their players' like time and money. Yeah. They paid full prices. And the, they had a, a long early access, but they – and I hate early access as like a concept because people use it wrong all mm-hmm. the time. But they did it right where they just like took feedback in and changed a whole bunch of stuff. And I didn't hear about it being early, early access. Like no one – they weren't advertising it heavily, right? Yeah, like I had no idea it was even there. So I think they did that correctly as well, where they respected the concept of early access, used it what it's actually for, so that when their game actually released, they were like, "Yeah, this is a good game, and we know that because we had playtesters." Yeah. No one else has playtesters. I swear to God, because I played a level and I'm like, "You never played this." Yeah. No one ever else played this because there's no way <laughs> you could release this in the state if you played it before. What the fuck's wrong with you? Exactly. It it really is like, I agree with IGN and I think that everyone else should step up. But the thing about Baldur's Gate is I don't even think they're doing anything novel or it's not even a really incredible like feat in gaming. It's really a lot of their praise is that it's just a competent game with good features that works well and also no microtransactions or battle pass or in-game currency or store or any of that bullshit tied into it. And that's really all it is. That's They're not saying like, you need to be making, you know, AAA, incredible, groundbreaking, innovative games every time. It's just take the bullshit out of it. Like, I've, yeah, I play a lot of, like, indie games, and you've seen me play that Cassette Beasts game on stream and other shit like that, Fell Seal, Arbiter's Mark. I would compare those games to Baldur's Gate in the same way. It's You get you get what you're paying for. You go in, you, you pay for the game, you get a good, complete experience, and that's it. That's all we want. We just want a game to play. Yeah, the industry is flabbergasted right now, and it's by a return to the bare minimum by one game. Yes. Finally. Yes. That's what's... And people are flabbergasted by this. Like, oh, my God, we can't have this be the new standard. I'm like, this is always the standard. You guys have just been letting us down for, like, a decade. It's... it's, They've gone... We've gone so far backwards that Baldur's Gate just comes out with a regular video game, and everyone's losing their shit over it. (laughs) Like, this just used to be... Like, if you go look at Baldur's Gate 2, which came out 23 years ago, it's just the same thing, but 23 years old. It's like, they haven't done... They haven't retread any new ground. I mean, obviously, it's like, it looks good and it plays good and all that shit, but that also is a baseline, right? I don't want a game that comes out and looks like shit and plays like shit. So uh, they shouldn't be receiving accolades for just making a decent game, but that that, that should be a of ringing note to everyone in the industry right now, gamers and developers alike, that all they did was make a decent game without dumb bullshit in it, and everyone is losing their minds. Yeah, that's all I've really heard about Baldur's Gate. I haven't heard, like, I don't even know what the gameplay is like. All I've heard is it doesn't have dumb bullshit in it. I mean, That's all the praise I've heard. Yeah. I mean, I've heard it's good as, like, a general statement, but I haven't, like, the details... The details I've heard about it are like, yeah, no microtransactions. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. I'm. <laughs> that's, it really is that crazy. I mean, I've, I watched someone play it on stream for a couple of hours, and it looks identical to Divinity Original Sin. Have you ever seen that one? 
Yeah. It looks identical to it. I, I'm not into it either. I legitimately could not tell the difference between that. I'd, I played Divinity <laughs> for like 10 hours. It it looks identical to it. The gameplay, the top down, you can select one character, multiple characters. It's very heavily D&D focused where they do stuff like if there's you, – you walk into a room and they haven't noticed you yet so you could sneak and there's shadows and then – the person does see you, but they're not hostile. So you try and do a, you know, an influence check on them, and you have to actually roll a die, and you actually get just your regular stat boost for that die, like you know, a plus two if you have a sixteen in the stat or whatever it is. And then, you know, once you're in the battle, it's like, oh, this person got caught out because they were sneaking ahead. My other people are twenty feet behind, but there's height, you know, blah blah. They do, they they make good D and D style levels. What I would say, there's like interactive stuff in the environment. You know, you could light shit on fire throw oil on it all these combos and people have been applauding it because there's like i saw the one video i did see there's like a huge rampart tower like outside of a there's like a wall of a of a castle or something and a guy like spent like a half hour stacking up like 45 wooden boxes outside of it so he could jump over the wall and they're like yeah it's cool the game lets you does do this and like yeah that is cool um it is cool that video games let you have fun. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> this is something that like this again shouldn't be the baseline. Like we should be aspiring for more. But I think it's good that it's trending in the right direction. And I really do think that pretty much every developer who has a battle pass out right now should be completely ashamed and they could they should consider seppuku. Absolutely. Seppuku. How, how do you say it? Uh, I think seppuku. It don't matter. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, like if you're not familiar with it, and maybe you're a little familiar with Divinity Original Sin, it looks identical. I mean, I, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not. It it looks just like it. So and, the point is, they haven't made any big gameplay innovations or anything like that. Maybe they have. I don't know. I'm sure they've done something. I mean, if I'm if I'm so many players playing, if it. I'm the Baldur's Gate people again, yeah, I'd be pissed off that they're like not talking about. Oh, we did this really incredible thing. We did this really incredible thing. All they're saying is like, dude, this game rules. Why? Because they're not fucking stealing money from me. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> it's like you know what's great about this game? <laughs> it's done. <laughs> I paid once and I get an entire game to play with my friends. I have to wait six months for the next patch so that it's playable. I will say again, one of my. One of my, like, baselines for games, a lot of things, when I'm reviewing games, I talk about, like, the competency of games. Where, like, there's games that I think have merit that I don't like. I think this falls into that, where it is a well-made game. Probably, I haven't played this one yet, but you know what I mean? Like, there's no major bugs and glitches, and it plays smooth, and the things that, that work in the game work in its systems. Um, so, like, that's a good, that's a check mark. But it doesn't, that doesn't really matter to me, because I don't, like this style of game really um but i do find it interesting that the people who do like the DD style game it does seem pretty complex and pretty well done uh, from from an outside point of view it looks like they considered a lot of options you know and, and oh you can do this option that option you can have interactivity uh between the characters in certain ways that's really neat also apparently there's like a lot of sex scenes in it like pretty graphic I'm not sure if it shows like penetration, but there's some, I was talking to a guy and he was like, he's playing it off stream, but he was like, yeah, dude, there's like, they like swap positions. There's like a blow job. It like doesn't show penetration, but it'll show like from behind the, the 
Giver's head or something like that. I was like, that's pretty crazy. Do you remember when Mass Effect came out one and like the it was a it would like fade to black before it showed anything. It showed like all the skin except for a nipple and a penis, but like it would fade to black and it was like 20 seconds long. And there was a gigantic uproar, uproar so much so that two and three like scaled back their sex scenes to be like they kiss and then it fades to black and then nothing happens. Yeah, it used to be really like satanic panic type shit over video games. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were having sex with blue people in in uh, Mass Effect, but don't they do that in Baldur's Gate also? Uh, yeah, you nice. could like have sex with a bear or something. I heard, or it might not be like a real bear, but you. There's a person that transforms into one. I don't know. I just heard that you could do that. But I I know that it's interesting how the, the entire industry has changed. It's become very sex positive where you can have these graphic sex scenes. And it's like, yeah, this is advancing the story. And then you had like a 20-second fade to black sex scene in Mass Effect 1. And they were like, blow up this studio's headquarters now. People can't know that sex exists. Yeah, thank God. Thank God we did blow up those headquarters. Yeah. Forgot I did that to Mass Effect One. Um, yeah, but it's a it's a gigantic problem. I mean, I could just go and list like a billion games right now that just have battle passes. I mean, let's talk about how they ruined Overwatch. They went from a forty dollar game, you didn't have to pay for a single thing. I mean, they had scummy loot boxes, but I never bought one ever, and I unlocked hundreds of cosmetics and sp- sprays and skins and things. And every map that came out was free. Every new character that came out was free. And then they decided to go to a free-to-play game with a battle pass. And I'm not even joking. It's, there are, I got all the characters unlocked. If you didn't have Overwatch 1, you'd have to, like, start. And there's actually some, like, mainline characters that are not unlocked. You have to go through the battle pass. And I don't have, I think that they changed the way you unlock them now. But there's, there's a, I have, like, a tank, two healers, and... A DPS, like, not unlocked right now. And the way that you get the tank is to get 35 wins as tank with other characters and then take and then go into the AI training room with the un, the, the non-unlocked tank and hit, like, 10 moves of each type or whatever the fuck it is. It's, like, so tedious to get. And uh, I'm not even joking. The tank that is uh, not unlocked is the strongest one. It's, like, clearly, like... The, the problems you have with power creep in a game like that, where you release a new character and they want everyone to play it so they make it stronger than the rest of them, or, you know, more abilities or whatever. Um, it's the same thing, except for now, you literally can't unlock it unless you pay for a long time. Yeah, I mean, that's where we've been headed. shout out to Matt Mahali for pioneering the whole uh, concept of digital currency. This is what he did to us. Yeah. There's no going back, apparently. But Baldur's Gate can do it without having to have you pay an extra $100,000 a year to be able to get all your characters and shit. It's actually despicable. Oh, I mean, God, it is. To your point before about um, it's not your type of game, but you can tell it's a good game, I think there's two different scales. There's, There's the subjective, this game is good, this game is bad, and then there's there's an objective scale as well yeah like this game is well made and this game isn't and that's all Baldur's gate is just well made and not stuff with microtransactions like overwatch and destiny and street fighter 6 for mm-hmm. some reason and all of these games it's 
it's really a tragedy what they've done to the whole industry. It really is. I mean, there there used to be such a focus on gameplay. I mean, nowadays I'm, I play so many games looking for good gameplay and there's just points where I'm like, it just doesn't exist. I I don't know what we're making games for nowadays. If not for people who want to play games, the gameplay is like barely there in half of them. Or the, I mean, what was that other game that I tried to play with the fucking guy who has a guitar for a weapon? Hi-Fi Rush? Do you remember that? That game sucks yeah, game fucking cock, dude. I could not believe... People were like, it's my game of the year. If that, Dude, it's so amazing. Everyone was losing their minds. I was like, this is legitimately the, probably one of the worst games I've played this year. It was so dull. So, you know what I think it is? I think that people who don't play... It's like a rhythm game where you have to like hit the button on the beat to like get better scores... And I have outstanding rhythm, so I was like immediately like killing everything, and, and I had no problem with the game whatsoever. And I have to imagine that most people just don't play rhythm games, and there's got to be a point where it like clicks for them, and they go, oh my god, I got it! And it's probably like two bosses in when they've been getting their fucking shit kicked in. So these rhythmless pieces of shit that, you know, listen to fucking <laughs> nothing, like they, they listen to pop, they listen to Taylor Swift, and then they go, I'm going to play Hi-Fi Rush, and they're like, oh my god, what's rhythm? I don't even know what that means. It's so that you don't count, okay? You're you're an incompetent human being. You shouldn't be allowed to have an opinion on video games. But it's horrible. It was so dude, I cannot express to you. I was ten minutes in it and I was like, the difficulty needs to go up. First of all, in a in it there are long sections of the game where you're walking from point to point, and there's like no like on rhythm thing to do there. You just like walk. And it's very slow because the character they like match the character animations to be on rhythm, so the downbeat's just like dude, dude. Dude, and that's like his footsteps. He's like bounding. It's like one, two, three. Like take, like his steps are slow. And you also, you know, it feels very jarring to me. I have to like jump, climb up a wall, and attack boxes to get unlockable, well, not like like collectible items to use, like scrap or whatever. And you have to do it like off beat, right? Like I can't jump. Because there's, like, a little tick in the background the whole time, and there's, like, a metronome and music and shit. I can't, like... I'm not going to wait to jump up this wall. I don't really get a benefit for doing things when I'm not in battle. So I just have to, like, jump off beat. And as someone with rhythm, that part feels awful. Like, the non-fighting parts feel like dog shit because you're not doing stuff on rhythm or on beat. Compare it to a really incredible... Um, rhythm game like Metal Hellsinger, where you have an item specifically to keep your rhythm multiplier going in between fights so you're like always like doing it you have like an attack that has limitless ammo and and doesn't need to reload so you can always be like ticking it like boom 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 your dashes can be on beat um everything is on beat reload so like that is like the entire level start to finish i'm feeling like i'm clicking the button every single time on a downbeat and i'm like getting bonuses for it and it feels really good and then this one it's like you get into a fight you, you do the one combo, you kill everyone because my rhythm was perfect and it goes perfect and you hit the fucking perfect rhythm and they die instantly and then I have to like do platforming across the level for five minutes just off beat while like annoying characters talk in the background which was popularized by I don't know what like Borderlands or something. So they're like, hey, man, I'm in a fucking musical world or whatever. And the robot's like, meow, like this dumb shit's going on in the background. It's pissing me off. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just saying... People are giving accolades to this game, and I actually don't remember why I got on the Hi-Fi Rush train, but it's it, it's a horrible game. Um, but I'm saying that people are like, I think people are so desperate for games now that a game like that comes out, and even though it sucks dog shit, they're like, oh, it's a breath of fresh air because there's just so many games that just are not gameplay-centric. 
So this one's this is like the opposite. When we talk about a competent game. I think that that Hi-Fi Rush is the opposite. We're like it has all the bells and whistles, and it's like sure, it's like a game, but the gameplay is for five-year-olds. It is not that the the core gameplay loop is not there. So they like almost have it, and they almost have the heart. They almost understand, but then not really. So yeah. that's that's where I think Baldur's Gate succeeds, where it looks like from the outside it is a game with with like successful gaming gameplay moments that are fun to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. Like they didn't, they made it feel good and it's made well. I think it, it's good on both scales. Yes. Whereas Hi-Fi Rush, maybe it's a, a game that's put together. It doesn't crash or whatever, but they didn't finish the design. So they made it about rhythm, mm-hmm. but they didn't make the whole game about rhythm. They were like, rhythm's about fighting and then there's platforming. But a game like Metal Hellsinger made the whole game as rhythm. Yeah. I just, I had to, yeah. Carried their idea through the whole way. I mean, Metal Hellsinger is honestly a masterpiece. If you're going to play, if if there was ever, for some reason, a a choice between Metal Hellsinger or Hi-Fi Rush, there is no choice. If you don't pick Metal Hellsinger, then you'd hate rhythm games and you're a moron. Yeah, I mean, it's just a good design concept to make the central idea of your game present throughout. Like, look at Mario. You do everything by jumping. Yeah. You activate switches by jumping. You kill enemies by jumping. You traverse the level by jumping. Everything's about jumping. He's jumping. When everything's about rhythm, everything should be about rhythm, which is what Metal Hellsinger made moving about rhythm, but Hi-Fi Rush didn't. Exactly. They're like, separate things. This is a game felt disjointed. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Dude, there was long periods of time where you would get, you'd be in between battles, where you would just be walking. Also, it's one of those games that doesn't want to have like a flat-out tutorial level. So, like the first six battles were a tutorial, where they're not really giving you a challenge. They're like, here's three enemies that barely attack, so you can fucking figure things out. And if you have any natural rhythm at all, and I mean, if you have listened to a non-top 40s chart song or whatever in the past ten years, you could figure it out instantly. It's like press the button on the downbeat. I don't understand how people can't do this, but apparently people don't have rhythm. It was it was like painfully easy in the beginning. It's like press X, X, and then wait one time, and then press X again. Like you do it on the one, two, and the four. And it's like, I it, it doesn't make sense to me. They don't understand rhythm. But I don't know why you would have sections of your game that are not tied to that. It's like so, like for a rhythm game, you want it to be fun and bumping and interesting. And it was like so slow in the downtime, so... That's what I mean, where it doesn't have the heart of a game. People, like, they made a game, but they don't. They didn't understand that, like, the gameplay should be the, the central point. And so I think that's, like, Baldur's Gate, I mean, it is D&D, which I think is a little bit slower, but it's, like, just pretty much gameplay throughout. Like, there are stories and stuff like that tied to it, but it's even, like, the in that, like, the, the moving of D&D is gameplay. If you talk about, like, paper, pen and paper D&D, because, like, you know, you, your character can take certain actions on moving, and they can do certain things with their certain distances away, and they have certain advantages or disadvantages depending on where they approach the enemy from in the shadows. So they do all that stuff really well when they implement it into the game. So, like, even the, the prep for the next battle is important, which is really cool, and they pull that off well. I don't... I, I find it boring to play in a non-D&D setting because the fun of D&D is being with my friends and pretending to be another character and in this one you lose that and you just play like some schmuck and like all the guys interact with are the same people that everyone else has always interacted with so it's like just one of those you know D&D stories you could buy at the store and you all play through together but again I'm just not playing with my friends and so it's a little bit of that is lost on me I don't want to play D&D that way you you lose a lot of freedom playing it in a video game because I could just kill everyone around me in a D&D campaign if I wanted to you know so it's it's like D and D esque, 
it's obviously not all the way there but for what it's worth they do everything very well um and i just think that when you when you're looking at these games that are coming out i just constantly feel like i have no games to play and the gameplay doesn't exist because it's either how can we nickel and dime our people absolutely nonstop with a battle pass and microtransactions and a store for direct purchases while also not even making that good of a game and like the the, the one thing i always go back to is if you look at apex which is like you know respawn or whoever runs it has made like two billion dollars since its inception because it's just so highly popular but i mean there have been times when the the game server goes down at the start of a new season because it's overwhelmed or whatever but the shop doesn't you could literally go into the shop and buy new skins for your guns and your characters but you couldn't play a game at the same time because you, you couldn't load into a game because the server was having issues and that right there i mean i don't understand how people aren't so up in arms about that that they ask for refunds oh you can't ask for a refund this is a free game and all the microtransactions are refund proof somehow because they're digital purchases. Yeah. yeah, the microtransactions, it's like, it's just like, oh, we took this obviously, like, evil method of making money, and we made it, like, the primary business model of the whole industry. Yeah. And then they're surprised when people are pissed off, and surprised when people are amazed that one of them didn't do that. Yeah. Like, wh what the fuck's going on? I mean, I could list a handful of games I just played that are like, again, I, I don't even mind having shorter games. You don't need to have a Baldur's Gate fucking 400-hour, you know, epic. You don't need to have that. I just played that one game that was like a mystery thing. It was the Sexy Brutale or whatever. It took me like six hours to beat, seven hours to beat. It was like a fun little goofy mystery game. It was really tight, really complete, really concise. They knew their style. They knew what they were doing, and they pulled everything off well. And it was like a blast. A lot of great quality of life features. Short, excellent. I'm super happy with what I paid for it, and, like, that's it. That's all a game needs to be. But these people don't want to make actually – like, that company made a good product, and, and that's how you know – And but what do they get for it, right? They get no accolades. They No one knows about the game, and they get the, the purchase price of the game, and that's it. And they go – and so companies go, oh, I could just make a really shitty game and monetize it, and the people will pay for it because that's the way we make money now. Well, fuck that, because Nintendo has been doing that for years. Look at Metroid Dread. It was short enough, mm -hmm. no microtransactions. The DLC was free. It was like Dread mode and like a boss rush. That's all we needed. Yes. Everyone agrees. It's one of the best games ever, at least 100% in comparison to its contemporaries. This game is one of the best. Yeah. And and uh, Nintendo's been doing this all the time. When a Mario game comes out, you don't have to wait six months for the patch to come out for you to be able to play it. It's always good. But no one follows Nintendo's model. That's why sometimes, like, when people get mad at Nintendo for doing shitty practices or whatever, I'm like, I don't care. Because at the end of the day, they're a video game business, and they make really good video games. If, yeah, the most they'll do is, like, they'll release Ocarina of Time on whatever the next system is. You'll be able to buy Ocarina of Time on that again for $30. Yeah. Probably. Well, it's like, again, is that... It's, it's I think it's if we're comparing them less bad than microtransactions, I've had to buy Ocarina of Time five times because I want to play it on every new system. Do I care? Yes, it bothers the hell out of me. Will I continue to buy it? Yes, because it's a really good game and I just get to own it every time or whatever and and play the whole thing, right? It's like, yeah, it's a problem. They earned it. But yes, it's a problem. But the, when you look at the, the result, it's like I'm, I am so stupid that I will continue to buy this game that I already own or could easily play for free because I want to play it on the current 
hardware in the easiest and most efficient way to me. And I would rather do that than spend a fucking dime on a, on a battle pass for a game that I play hundreds of hours of because it's a PVP game. I mean, look at, um, go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) There's Uh, no reason that, uh, any full price game should have a battle pass. Finish your game. I don't want you to release new characters. I want all the characters to be out. Yes. I'm sick of new characters coming out over time because they're always way stronger than the characters that are out right now. Every time. No one has ever released DLC that wasn't overpowered. It's never happened in any of these games with mm-hmm. characters that you can play as. And and another thing uh, like tied into that is they... Oh, excuse me. Um, when they release stuff, it's like because there's like Apex, it's like, oh, we have to have seasons and we have to have new content coming out every couple of months, which is pioneered by Fortnite. Um, but like, again, there's people that can demonstrate problems that have been in the game for years that are not being handled and they're putting out new characters because all they care about is that. And, and here's a, here's a very specific one. This is like semi unprovable, but they just re-released, um, Revenant in apex legends and they change his kit he used to have a throwable item or a throwable ability that would it was a silence bomb it was like a little static item that stood in one place where you threw it and if someone walked into it it did 10 damage and it let them not use their abilities and he used to have a death totem that when you activated it would turn you into a shadow form and if you took enough damage you get sent back to that totem and they changed his 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 lb instead of being the the silence bomb you just jump you can just jump at people and you charge up and then you leap and his ultimate now he gains uh like a death shield so he gets a a barrier around himself that has a bigger hitbox but gives him 75 extra armor and it replenishes on a kill to mat to back to 75 so if you've taken 74 damage and you knock down a person you get it goes back up to 75 and it and it, the entire thing lasts for like 25 or 30 seconds. And after, like if it's been depleted, it will regenerate after a certain amount of time. So it's like a regenerative 75 damage shield. And someone noticed the other day in the patch notes that they also said that they, the loot pool has been, um, the percentages have been decreased to so like armor percentages have been lowered. So you're less likely to find blue and purple armors. And someone was like, I legitimately think that they put a character in the game who can give themselves armor and they want you to play him more now because he's the focal point of the new season so they made armors less common so that you'll want to play the new character because then you'll have more armor in the loot pool like automatically from saying that and it sounds a little bit like conspiracy theorist but i tend to believe it simply because again there's been sound issues in the game in apex since the start that they have not done anything about they're fucking up their ranked system they do all this stuff but again what comes out like fucking clockwork more skins for your weapon more charms for your weapon more skins for your character more unlockables and let's don't even get me started on the fucking prestige weapons that cost 160 to 200 and they're just something that you hold in your hand when you're melee and has no actual effect on the game in any way so yeah people like to say oh that's just cosmetic they're paying a team to do artwork it's not the same as development time on sound but like it is resources that go for that it's a stupid argument and especially because they put development time into i remember you telling me about this they changed the animation for when you heal Mm -hmm. so that and they didn't make this clear at the time but they were like oh we're just we're just updating the 
the look of the game to keep it up with the times or whatever. And then a few months later, it's like, oh, yeah, you can buy a thing now, like a little icon, a little cosmetic for your heels now. And then new animation so you can see it. Yeah, you can put so stickers like, on your heels. tons of development time. Tons of development time to go toward these types of cosmetics from all things. The whole change whole animations. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. But then they can't fix the sound and all this shit. And I hate remakes of characters in general. I'll always remember... Um, in League of Legends, they remade this character Aatrox, and uh, he was like one of the least played characters in the game. They remade him in the next season. He was like the most played character in his lane at at the World Championship or one of them. Yeah. You know? And so they always make it super overtuned. So, and I always remember this: this guy had posted on Reddit, and his English wasn't very good. And at the end of his post, he said, "I wish I knew more English curse words to express how I feel," because <laughs> he was pissed about how. They were taking away his favorite character because he was one of the few people that did play Aatrox. And then they were deleting that character from the game to replace it with a different character. And yeah. he was like, I don't want to play this new character. I liked my character. Yeah. It was the character I've played for years. And I'm an expert at this character. And no one else plays it. So, like, why can't you just let me keep my character? But they that's why I hate remakes. Just add a new character. And oh, that's only pissed everyone off. Exactly. That's the problem. <laughs> something, something, the thing about like low tier characters in game <clears throat> has been always been that there are specialists in that character. And it's very cool when they shine because you see them do things with that character that no other people can do. And maybe not everyone can do it and they want everyone to do it. But my question is why the problem with games as a service games like apex and overwatch and all these things is they want to update from season to season and add new skins and add new themes and add all this new stuff. But they also over tune all the balancing where we've said before like you know smash bros melee is the perfect example for me because it has a bunch of dumb bullshit in it that like people get mad about but there has never been a patch so everyone just deals with it and you see all types of different characters win in the meta and obviously not the entire roster but it's not as big a problem as they make out the seam and i think it is on the far end of like problems in games um and with that being said like there was times when they like switched hanzo's entire kit they switched mercy's entire kit in overwatch where hanzo used to have scatter arrow and people complained on the on the forums that it was too good so then they gave him storm arrow instead and it's like why are you like you're you're bending for these people who complain about the character balancing who gives a shit you clearly don't because you're here just to pump out skins and make money but you're changing the entire like oh it needs to be more balanced it's like give it time i don't know in the history of games if there has ever been a character that was so unbalanced in like pvp that it broke the game they, there's just always a knee-jerk reaction. Most of the time, if you let it go, you realize, like, okay, there is counterplay. People are just mad at first. On paper, it seems very good, but once it's into practice, there's definitely things that can mitigate the problems of it. And the problem with all these games is they overtune it. As soon as something goes in, they, they come back. You know, if it's really bad, they think a week later, is if there's too many streamers complaining about it online, they come back a week later and they've changed it. And I go, this, this like current of too many changes too fast is bad for the entire scope of the game in general because first of all caving to the people at the top is stupid i mean like one percent of players is streamers and and pros right so it's you want to be making it better for the majority of people which to our absolute dog shit the game and i'm not saying to make the game easier but i mean you're you're changing it like like some guy who probably puts you know 15 hours in the game a week in apex that can play it you know three hours a day. Well, that's, that's actually too much. Probably puts less than that in. But that this guy is like, never complains about it on Twitter, right? He's not like, he doesn't, he doesn't have a voice. No one's looking out for him. He's getting mopped up by 
guys who play 12 hours a day. And what does he do? He goes, oh, that was fun. I played for my day and then I, they move on. Those should be the people that are being pioneered. Like we don't, he's not like, we, did I die to this? It needs a change today. And so that's like the yeah. the give and take of that. Um, sorry, I'll let you go in one second. I just want to finish on this. That's like the give and take of the games as a service thing where you're like, oh, this is so cool because they're constantly updating it, but they're fucking overtuning it and they're spending the rest of their development time putting out skins to make money off of you. Yeah, and we've covered this before with how top players are all scumbags and shouldn't be listened to. Yeah. We've uh, we've been over all this, honestly. Well, most of it, yeah. We've talked about this for, for a long time in generalities. Even uh, if we can go back to how Baldur's Gate shouldn't be a big upset to the industry, uh, we were complaining about that... Ah, excuse me. We were complaining about how Elden Ring was doing similar things to the industry where mm-hmm. they were phrasing it when it was just doing things that a game should do yes. already and it made a ton of mistakes that no one seemed to pay attention to because it didn't have microtransactions in it to be quite frank yeah that's all like that's where i feel like most of the praise comes from any of these great games like you look at all the nintendo games that get praised metroid dread breath of the wild tears of the kingdom there's no microtransactions in any of these games so what's the common thread in all the greatest games of the last 10 to 15 years no microtransactions I do but find now it every game has microtransactions. I do find it so funny too when you bring up Nintendo because they th- isn't there like a DLC for Nintendo uh, or for Mario Odyssey where it's just like you have to catch Luigi and he's got balloons on him or something like that, or it's like an added oh, game type no. they added. Dude, it's just so funny to me how Nintendo has like no input or like stake in the general gaming community they just make whatever the fuck they want dude i swear to god they added some sort of game type where because i've seen like donkey play it or something where you people like there i don't know what it is it's either it's one or the other where like luigi's you go to a map and you're like in an instance of a map like new donk city or whatever and you'll and like luigi will be hanging by a bunch of balloons or something but he's like halfway across the map and it's like oh you start and the timer starts and it's like yeah you have 10 seconds to get here and you're like 50 meters away and 100 meters above them you're like how the fuck do i do this and there's like this and, and that's all it is it's just a bunch of a series of levels like that where you have to try and get to him on a timer like within the time limit to, to win that level or whatever and there's like a leaderboard for it and i was like this is so like when you think about it it's like super inventive and super interesting and gives so much replayability to all these levels and then also, if you play it, it gives you insight into how to traverse the level like normally. And Nintendo's just doing this stuff. You get absolutely no praise. No one talks about it for more than five minutes because they go, like, everyone demands more, right? When they want a new DLC, I want this. I want this new character. I want this and this. But it's like, it's that's like, I think, again, what, if you're adding something in the game, it was, it went completely unnoticed. And it was just like a fun little extra game type that added stuff for people who are going to play that. And it took away nothing from the game. And it added a bunch of value for people who like that type of thing. You're absolutely right, because I hadn't even heard of it. I kind of want to look I it no up idea. now. It, it sounds amazing. Like, what a cool idea, because it's like a traversal puzzle. Yeah. And the whole game's about traversal, so, like, it fits perfectly with what Nintendo should do. And, like, for the other games, like Metro Dread and the Zelda games, Breath of the Wild just had, like, an extra difficulty added, where, like, they had enemies in the sky. Oh, so let me... I was kind of right. Around. Balloon World, also known as Luigi's Balloon World, is an online minigame that appears as part of an update for Odyssey released on February 21st, 2018. It can be played by completing the main story and finding Luigi near the Odyssey in any of the kingdoms and talking to him. Um, Unlike certain online features in Nintendo Switch games, uh, an online membership is not required to play Balloon World. It features two different modes, hide it and find it mode. So it's just something they added to the game. 
in February 2018. Uh, it was completely unannounced. It's free, and you get it by beating the game. <laughs> Let's go. It's not even DLC. It's just It's free. just something they added to the game, yeah. Yeah, it's just like Metro Dread. They added a boss rush and an extra difficulty. Exactly. Mode. It's like and Pi like Nintendo gets so much shit because they're like, oh my god, they took down a fan project of Mario has gay sex with Bowser. And then everyone's like, oh my god, I can't believe it. And then they're like, yeah, they, they literally just add free stuff to their games all the time. And people are like, dude, I hate that you have to pay $10 a year for Nintendo Online or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> it's like, bro, you pay $10 every two months to get the new Apex Battle Pass so you can unlock a skin for a gun you don't use, bro. Are you fucking tripping balls? It's so crazy how much hate Nintendo gets and they're like doing everything right as far as like gaming is concerned. Again, the, the re-releasing games is the worst part. Sure, they should catch some flack for it. But again, if we're if we're praising Baldur's Gate for doing the bare minimum, I think Nintendo re-releasing their old games on their current consoles for a too much of a price increase is a big deal. But also, in comparison to everything else, is absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. Nintendo's doing a great job. The biggest complaint they have is, oh, this masterpiece is still sixty dollars <laughs> two years later. Yeah, dude. I remember I was I didn't buy like um. Breath of the Wild, I was like, dude, I'll wait for it to come down. And I swear to God, it was like three years after it came out, and I, I go on Nintendo Switch Online, or whatever, the eShop, and I was like, oh, it's $60. I guess I'll just fucking buy it. <laughs> and I just did. I was like, dude, I waited three years to pay the exact same fucking price. <laughs> yeah, they don't budge on that, and I don't blame them. I don't it's think they like, should. Yeah, Mario a... Odyssey is still worth $60. I say the same thing. People don't. People are crazy. Like, they don't. you don't realize how good of a game Mario Odyssey is. Like, it's I don't know why Nintendo like Mario is again of credit even more, but every time they come out with the mainline Mario game, I mean, we were talking about this the other day. Mario one is still a good game. I will stand by that. Mario one is a Absolutely. good platform. Mario one is a better platformer than most platformers I play. They, oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Every, every single mainline Mario. And I would even argue some of the offshoots are incredible. There is barely a bad game in the, in the entire Mario franchise. And everyone goes, oh, Mario's missing. Who fucking gives a shit, dude? It, there's a billion bangers in one weird game, and everyone's mad about it. But, like, Mar you can go back and play Mario 1. If you t ask people their favorite Mario game, half the people will say Mario 1, 2, 3. Like, one of them. They, they're such incredible yeah. games. Super Mario World has fucking pioneered the step up into Super Nintendo. Super Mario 64 pioneered the next step up into into that. GameCube, even better. Mario Sunshine came out, and it, was, it had this fucking crazy flood... Thing, and everyone's still like yeah this game rules it's just mario but he's a weird backpack on like a ghostbuster and then every single one galaxy came out incredible galaxy 2 came out basically like the first i mean they haven't had a sequel like a mainline mario sequel since one and two and three which aren't really mainline sequels in the same way but galaxy 2 came out somehow improved on it and then odyssey they're like oh how, where do you go from galaxy odyssey comes out and it's even better and i just don't understand how they keep doing it and they, like, don't make me... I honestly can't think of a flaw in Odyssey. I mean, obviously it is flawed. I haven't played it in a long time, but it's such an incredible game, dude. I couldn't put it down when I got it. Yeah, I can't think of a flaw either. I mean, what what did they do wrong? It's a Mario game that does all the Mario things that I wanted to do. It does I mean, them all great. It's classic gaming, and, dude, people, like, get... Uh, they, they get their minds twisted on what they want from gaming, but Odyssey is, like, one of the best games ever made. It's just an incredible platformer. It's so, I mean, you want to talk about tight controls and tight platforming, dude, there's nothing better. Oh, my God. There's nothing better. Oh, my God. Perfect. Perfect. Literally perfect. One flaw. My friend was playing it, and uh, he has the Nintendo Switch Lite, and he's like, dude, there's all those motion controls. I have to shake my whole fucking 
like console around because he can't he can't take his controllers off of it. Oh yeah, that I sucks. Like, oh yeah, I don't know what you should do for that. Yeah, that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they thought of that. But that's but, his problem for hey. being poor, dude. Just get a regular switch. <laughs> $100 cheaper. What do you it's want? Just get a fucking regular Switch. You'd save up 100 bucks, dude. That's 10 battle passes in Apex, dude. That would take you two years only to save up. <laughs> $100? That's how much the Ultimate or whatever edition of Street Fighter 6 is. Yeah, exactly. You get, you get extra colors for some of the costumes of some of your characters. You could have you got that, or you could have got Nintendo's Switch full, so you don't have to shake around your fucking entire console when you're playing Mario Odyssey, the best game of all time. <laughs> It really is. It legit, legitimately game. a contender. I mean, that's the thing. When you, the, the more I've been thinking about this, and I, I, let me get back to the main, the main point at hand here. People are taking it very personally, and they're feeling attacked about the Baldur's Gate thing, and they should. Uh, this is the, my entire point bringing up all these other games, is you can make a good game without microtransactions for the love of the game. Something that bothers me, love of the game literally and figuratively. And something that bothers me about this is I hate when I get online and I people, see people do this. Well, it's a business. They're, just, they're trying to make money at the end of the day. You know what's the other part of a business? They sell a good or a service, okay? You fucking piece of shit. If you're giving me dog shit, I'm not going to pay you. That's the thing. Like, I'm not, I'm not in the industry of, of letting this business make money on the basis that they are a business and they're trying to make money. That sounds absolutely insane. I, I just don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. So... Like, you know what I mean? Have you seen that, that, that argument? People say, oh, it's, it's a business. They have to make money. I've seen people say, oh, like, I don't give a shit. I hope your business burns to the ground if, you're, if your way to make money is, like, by ruining my experience of these things. You work in the entertainment industry, so I don't think you deserve, like, to make a living off that. You have to really earn it. You're, your job is just to entertain people. You're not, like feeding anyone or clothing anyone yeah you're not a nurse value to me yeah you're not helping anyone your entire industry is elective so that's what i'm saying like if you're if if there's problems in other industries people even like i would go even so far as to say like mcdonald's and shit while again it's not they're scummy and they're and they're doing that shit but they are providing food to people and some of it's fairly cheap so it's like you know it's not the best thing in the world, but they are providing a service to people that is better than a video game. All video games can remove from the face of the earth right now and nothing would change. And so yeah. that, that's the problem. They say, oh, you, they're a business. They need me to make money. Yes, because they're providing me with a game. They're in the business of giving me good and proper entertainment. So I don't care how they make money. Honestly, if you don't put out a good game, I hope your business fails. That's the, that's the entire point of the argument. I don't understand how, why people go to bat for businesses. I don't care about all of that. If you're not making games because you want to make good games, then get out of the industry because you're poisoning it, and now all these other people think that they can make Battle Pass centric games with the game as the secondary priority there. Yeah, people want to have a moral argument and say, well, these people are going to go hungry they need to feed their family it's like they can get another job like i firmly believe if you were in the position that you can get the required education to become a game developer you're gonna be fine yeah like you've got something to fall back on you yeah have a college degree go be a regular software developer and people people job. say stuff like that all the time they're like oh yeah dude i remember i i said this to you once a girl was like oh i'm so proud i was a level designer on the dead space remake and i was like no you weren't 
you didn't design shit. <laughs> These are all the same levels. <laughs> yeah, I, what did you reskin the walls? I, I don't know what you did. You weren't a level designer in any way. Um, but and that's like something that I will I will I don't care. I'll tear them down categorically. You didn't do anything. You deserve no praise. In fact, you probably took a large part or a big hand in fucking up a really good game. And that's just the thing. Like, I'm not going to give you pra- no one gets undeserved praise. Like the the yeah, reason I and we'll praise people in spite of them having bad practices like Nintendo because they make incredible games. At the end of the day, they're just making really good games. They fuck up all the time. They do a ton of dumb shit, but they make good games. And that's all I care about as a fucking consumer. Why should I have to care about their policies or their politics or all the dumb shit they're doing? I just want to play fun games. That's the whole crux. Like when you get into the Hogwarts legacy thing that happened too, where people were telling people not to buy it because they didn't want to support JK Rowling. Do it or don't. But the, the, that's the other thing where it's like, I don't give a shit either way. It's like, if it's a good game, that's like, you know what I mean? You're, they're, they're taking this, oh yeah, you want to support the developer. I don't give a fuck about the developer. I'm not supporting people for the sake of supporting people. You either make a good game or you suffer and fail. Yeah, that game looked like an open world pile of shit anyway. So All open world games are. are. We already said enough about that. But in general, I'm just saying, you you can't, like these people are like expecting like, oh, you know, give us some leeway. No! You're choosing to make a game, make a good one, or I'll fucking ram it down your throat how much I hate it. There's a reason they call them starving artists. They're supposed to be starving. <laughs> they make yeah. art. The art has no inherent value. People are dying every day all over the world. And here's another good example. They go, they go. oh, you know you know who's who's really good at making games? Supergiant games. They came out with Bastion, and they came out with a handful of others, and obviously now Hades is a complete smash hit. It's one of the best games ever, and people absolutely love it. And they go, we can't be the next Hades. Then quit. I, that's all I want, right? If you're not out here fucking innovating or making games because you care about good games. I, I watched the documentary on the ba- making of Bastion. It's just a bunch of people that like making games. And like they, they weren't like, oh man, we should change this because it's going to be better for people to be easier to consume. No, they said, let's make a fun and good game. And it sold like hotcakes. It was back on the fucking Xbox Arcade like 15 years ago or whatever. And it made their company because they made a really good game. And they just continued to make good games. And sometimes they put out clunkers or things that weren't amazing or or you know like resistor or transistor or whatever wasn't like the best game ever but they just continued the same thing or they're making games because they want them to be good and fun games they tried new things and hades was another one they knocked it out of the park and when people say oh, i can't make a game that good then quit i don't give a shit right why am i being don't lament at me that you're not good enough either just make a better game right maybe you should try harder i don't understand why it's now being hoisted upon me hey i can't make a good enough game will you please subsidize my entire lifestyle through the battle pass that we attach to it instead no go die yeah imagine if if i don't know uh bruce springsteen released his next album and every other folk singer came out and was like listen this shouldn't be the new standard uh we none of us can make albums this good this guy is like Bruce Springsteen levels of time and energy <laughs> to dedicate to this. And he has so much money. It's like, we just can't, I don't want this to be the new standard of music. It's like, well, if you're not going to take inspiration from the best around, what are you doing? Exactly. What are you doing here? Get out. Like, just quit. Exactly. The, the industry isn't like, oh yeah, you, you know what? You guys have a lot of time. Go ahead and do your best. And when you finally pump out a good game, we'll be here for you. No, dude, like I'm not, this isn't, I'm not your training wheels. You, you like put out a good games. People are happy because Baldur's Gate is a good game that finally came out with no bullshit attached to it. If you want us to play your game, then make it good. I can't tell you how many video games I went through and I was like, why did this get made? 
There's virtually no gameplay. The story is bad. The voice acting's terrible. The menus are clunky. It feels like dog shit. I, like, I... 10 minutes is like the upper limit I'll play on a game. If it doesn't capture me right away, there's a lot of games I won't put time into beyond that. And there's some that have some qualities that'll make you keep playing. But again, it's they're, they put fucking Skinner Box psychological hacks in these games to get you to keep playing it. Whenever someone tells me that they like a game and it's like Vampire Survivors, I'm like, first of all, this isn't even a fucking video game. I don't know how this game got popular. <laughs> That you don't do anything. If you could beat the game by standing still, it's not a fucking video game, dude. Go play Cookie Clicker or something, you stupid piece of shit. You have the mind of a baby. <laughs> These people are... They, I was like, hey, you have not progressed past six months of age mentally, and you're the one telling me that what's a good game and what's not? These people are so fucking... They're sitting up on these pedestals. I'm a game developer, dude. Please give me some respect. No, I actually have less respect from you. I don't. I couldn't name a single developer of fucking Nintendo. All I know is that Mario fucking rules, dude. <laughs> I'm not. That's the only thing. Like, I don't. You. You're not uh, celebrities. You're not high-profile personalities, dude. I don't give a shit about anything about you in the world except for you made this game. Okay. So if it's good, I'll give you tons of praise. And I've done it before. I, mean, I played that game Signalis on stream. I thought it was a sleeper fucking hit. It was incredible. I couldn't put it down. I gave major props to the studio, which I think is only two people. And I like made it every time I beat a game that I enjoy, I make it a, a, a point to go through the credits and, and give them their time because it's well-deserved. And, and that's what you get. You, I, you played a game, you get my endorsement and, and that's it. Like you don't, this isn't an interaction beyond that. You don't get, we're not friends. You don't get the benefit of the doubt. At the end of the day, we're moving on. I don't come back into fucking McDonald's afterward and I go, where's Ronald? I want to shake his hand. That was the best big and tasty I ever had in my fucking life. <laughs> it doesn't happen, dude. Okay, we're not... People aren't doing that, but there's this weird social culture now online where people are like... When everyone's available on social media, they want to be best friends with the fucking developer. Oh, I talked to Jeremy, dude. He said he was going to take this ability onto the game, dude. He said he would tweak it just for me. Uh, this is so weird. It's like a parasocial thing all of a sudden where they want to be friends with the fucking developers. I don't care. I don't want to know them. I hope that they're faceless. I hope that they go away forever after this. I don't give a shit. I, I don't want them to have a presence. I don't want them to have a brand. Make the game. I will pay you for it. And then we move on. Yeah, I could do another music analogy. You know, in the in the late 80s when Nirvana came out and all the hair bands, the story goes, we're like, well, fuck. They're doing that. What the fuck are we doing? And uh, the day later, there were no more hair bands anymore. This is what should happen with gaming. When a really good game comes out, like Mario or Zelda, a bunch of studios should go under the next day because they should be like, well, what the fuck is this piece of shit we're making? Yep. Compared to Baldur's Gate, we're making a pile of shit. Dude, we should I, just quit. That's something that I think about all the time. You're really right. They should quit. Either step up to the challenge and make a good game or quit. How many Mario knockoffs are there? They don't exist. How many Zelda knockoffs are there? They don't exist. How many God of War knockoffs are there? They don't exist, dude. There are games that are pinnacles in the industry. People, it's lightning in a bottle. People can't recapture it and they should go under. If you can't make a game that that's good, Go away. Like, this, the industry shouldn't be filled with people who can barely make games or are just figuring it out or whatever. I don't care how hard it is. Everything's fucking hard. Figure it out. You're in the game industry. I didn't ask you to make this, and I'm not subsidizing any of your lifestyle through your fucking dog shit shitty games or your stupid practices. Yeah, I'm not paying for your fucking $5,000 a month apartment in San Francisco with your goddamn battle pass. Exactly. I'm not paying for a battle pass. I've never got one. I never will. 
I'll burn your building down. Exactly. That's what I'm fucking talking about. Let's rally the goddamn people. No more (laughs) battle passes, dude. It's so stupid. And this is what it's become. This entire crux of the argument is Baldur's Gate is getting praise and flack because the developers decided not to make a battle pass. I think IGN should be, they should have gone harsher with this, this video, but I think that they should be pioneered in, in the industry. They should be, they should be, they're championing this. I think it's great. Everyone that, that feels attacked by the IGN video should. Yeah. And they should be ashamed. They should. If you speak up in defense of developers, uh, that, that oh people, I, you know what? Here's another thing too. People are so bad at arguing. They go, Oh, I'm not so strictly mad at the IGN video, but they're saying, they're, they're telling gamers to attack developers. You should be attacked. I'm not joking. Make better games. You love when they're praising you. You love when they're sucking on your fucking teat because you, you put a stupid reference to a meme in your game, right? But now when you make a bad game and they go, hey, why don't you fucking make something better? They're like, oh, I'm taking psychological damage. Oh, I have to go to the therapist. Oh. I'm like, don't care. Make a better game and this wouldn't be happening to you. It's really that simple. Absolutely. Gotta make fucking better games. Damn, that felt good, dude. If I if a fucking video game developer walked in here right now, dude, I'm so jacked up. I might just wrap my hands around his neck. It might be over for that guy. <laughs> It'd be too late, dude. It'd be too late for him. All right. Um, I guess we'll sign off on that. This is a little shorter than we usually go, but I think we said enough. I didn't realize until we got 20, 30 minutes in that we've said all these in our last six podcasts. <laughs> I was like, we've just been this is we've been like building up to this without knowing it. We've been saying, hey, no more battle passes, no more remakes, no more dog shit games. That's what we say pretty much every time. And this is another reason for us to say, stop making fucking bullshit shitty games, please. Well, we're ahead of our time. We've been saying this for months, and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden it's in this part of the national gaming conversation. And now it's catching on for the for for finally. Um. There are really no good games out right now. If you're a game developer and you got a good game, please hit me up because the the industry is wanting for more good games. Halo sucks. Apex sucks. Overwatch sucks. Gundam Evolution is shutting down in November after a year of being up because it fucking sucks. They try. They, this is even more embarrassing. They tried to make Bandai Namco River tried to make a fucking Battle Pass exclusive free to play game on one of the biggest franchises ever, Gundam, and it crashed and burned. That's how bad their monetization was. Fucking idiots. Yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive, to be, to be honest. I know. People, oh, here's actually, there's one last thing I want to touch on, too. I did see this um, on the Baldur's Gate thing. Somebody was like, it's so funny the way people argue on Twitter and how dumb they are, because I saw some guy say, like, um, we can't expect people to live up to the studio that made Baldur's Gate because they have this many people, and they have this and this, and they have this much funding. And a developer on the team was like, what funding? And then the guy like doubled down and he was like, we had to pay Wizards of the Coast or whatever to use the Baldur's Gate IP. So people are even thinking like, oh, they have this like they have backing from these companies. They get they get paid to make this game. And they're like, no, we had to pay to make it. They they so desperately wanted to make a Baldur's Gate game. They paid the company to get the IP and they said, okay. And people are like, oh, my God, they have crazy funding. They don't. They don't even have that. You're wrong about that. This is how much they care. They paid into it. And I can respect that. Yeah, these people that were bitching on Twitter, uh, excuse me, Twitter are just cowards. All of them. They're mm-hmm. just like, "Oh, we can't do it. We shouldn't have to be expected to do this." It's like, yeah, you should. Yeah. This is how like a competitive industry works. Someone raised the bar, now you have to meet it. And we all know that you can't. So, 
You don't need to complain on Twitter about how you can't. We already noticed yeah. that. So everyone, get on Twitter today and harass someone, please. Anyone, really. It doesn't have to be a developer. Go harass someone for me. That's your homework. <laughs> Go harass someone <laughs> on Twitter. I'll be doing it. I really have been lambasting developers online. I fucking hate all of them. They sound like such crybaby pussies. I was like, dude, you're making a video game. You're sitting on your computer typing like a nerd, dude. Get it together. You don't ever see fucking Nintendo doing this shit. I don't know why I'm <laughs> saying that so much. All right. Um, you got anything to go out on? Uh, Shout-outs to Madden Mahali for starting all this gangster shit. Yeah. That's the motherfucking thanks he gets. Is there, <laughs> is there any cool games, good games out right now? I don't think so. What have I been playing? Nothing good. No. All right. I'll, I'll leave you guys uh, people, with this. People should check out your... Uh, people should check out your... Um, your bow only run of Elden Ring. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be uploading it to YouTube soon. Go to check out Treebone 1 on Twitch and check out Treebone on YouTube. I completed Elden Ring using a bow only. I'm the only person that's ever done it, and I'm the best ever. So do that. Also, somebody told me to play Persona 4 Golden, and the first hour of the game is just talking and cutscenes and exposition, so don't play it. Okay, goodbye. <laughs>